beautiful away. This is Odin. This is <laughs> Odin loves you, and I um, I certainly do love you, even though my my monkey brain tells me every day that I am. <laughs> without love at times um i am full of love and uh, i love you equally because we are one we come from the same source uh, we are stardust <laughs> etc <cetera. laughs> oh we had a really great conversation with my friend eric who i met volunteering on a local farm here on big island and uh I arrived here in March, and I've been volunteering on farms since. I was doing it full-time, um, well, well part-time, I guess you would say, um, the first two and a half or so months I've been here, and, and now I've been going once a week to a, a local farmer here, and you know, and I'm trading uh, my time for food. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I got two giant racks of bananas last week um for three hours of you know machete work and it was a totally fair deal and i had a great time you know and the, the biggest thing for me about the farming i mean well there's three things right well you know learning to farm is super amazing and just a, a magical gift it's like learning a language and the the camaraderie that comes with like working with others you know like we last time we had four Four other guys you know five total um and we're just talking shit the whole time <laughs> and like swinging machetes and chopping down trees and moving wood and um yeah it's beautiful i miss i miss talking shit you know i miss talking shit more than <laughs> anything uh else and then like the third piece being food you know so I go there, I learn how to farm, I get to talk a little bit of shit, and I go home with like two racks of bananas or like greens or tomatoes or like whatever is, um, you know, being harvested at the moment. And um, it's a very fair, very fair and amazing deal. And um, one of the other volunteers who lives on the property, Eric, is really passionate about, you know, bringing that, that local flavor and supporting locally grown food, um, you know, and he has a really unique journey that allowed him to experience all the different you know, facets that go into um, our food production, you know, from like the, the lowest level to, to the, you know, the, the, the um, production level to distribu distribution and like what a like, distribution of food um, actually looks like, you know, and the same as Las Vegas technically should not be a place, you know, we, we should not technically be eating, you know, pears from Italy. <laughs> or, whatever the case is, we just like, you need to go to Italy. Yeah, you know, imagine like, oh, imagine if the standard was instead of shipping food to other places, we just shipped humans to other places to have the food that's like from that place. <laughs> what if that was the standard, you know? So say, hey, you wanted to have an amazing fucking pizza, you fucking go to New York City, you know? If you wanna have, you know, locally grown strawberries, you go to fucking California. If you want to have, you know, locally grown wine, you go to Portugal, you know, and like, and just eat the things that are like around you, you know, like, I, I don't, I, I, I totally understand how we fall into, you know, falling into these patterns of consuming, you know, you know, all the different varieties of things at the grocery store, you know, but like Whole Foods is, is out of this goddamn mind. <laughs> it's like... There's too many options there, you know. It's like it's like having 
It's like, you know, giving acid to the Cheesecake Factory menu <laughs> and making it all natural, you know? There's just far too many options for every single thing, you know? And it's like, then you got to, like, decide, like, you know, is it worth it to pay a dollar more to have, you know, this other brand? Or is it worth it to have this? And it's like just far too many options. <laughs> uh, really, our only option should be things that are produced locally, you know, and things that are not produced locally should be heavily, heavily taxed, you know, and discouraged from, you know, being consumed, you know, and like, it's, it's very possible, you know, I've been eating the same meal um, every day as, <laughs> as I do. And um, it's totally blissful to me to have uh, a smoothie bowl and eggs with guacamole every single day and having that with, you know, 90% being local ingredients. You know, the only things that are not local are my protein powders and collagen peptides and flax seeds and, you know, berries, different, you know, small things that go into it. But it's all mostly local uh, food, you know, and it just brings, you know, from my, from my personal perspective, you know, being as close to the source of it all um, is, you know, how I try to live my existence, you know, and I feel like consuming things that are processed our processing, like our um, ability to achieve connection with, you know, the source energy that gave life to us all. I mean, whatever that is for you, and for me, it's Krishna. For some people, it's it's Jesus or you know Muhammad or Larry. <laughs> you know, like you know, whatever you're into, like it's all an avatar for this like source energy and like whatever allows like our monkey brains to wrap our heads around this like infinite source that is <laughs> it's like so beyond our comprehension that we can't even like put words to it you know like whatever it is you know like we can get closer to that source by removing barriers to source like material possessions are barriers to the source you know like an eating processed junk and eating trauma you know from meats and you know from other things <laughs> that are produced you know in a non-ethical way produces trauma and, and puts barriers between, makes the, the way to source foggier, you know, we're running into shit <laughs> and stubbing our toe along the way, you know, and like, um, yeah, and I, I'm doing my best to find a pathway that allows me to, to connect with that source energy as, as naturally as I possibly can without you know, removing, you know, like who I am, you know, like I, I appreciate, you know, being in nature and I appreciate, you know, being, you know, living close to the land, but I also appreciate going to a city and raging my face off <laughs> for several weeks. And I mean, that to me is also, also nature, you know, and, um, you know, there are, different experiences out there, you know, and like these experiences all come back to, you know, what we consume, you know, and how we consume it. And as conscious as we can be with those consumptions, the more conscious our, our general life experience will be. And um, I'll leave with that. Um, there is, um, my books are available on Amazon, Meditate or Die, Ghost Army, Truth Dare Gaze, um, Yum Yum Coloring Book, a couple of poem books. <laughs> I'm not great at promoting myself <laughs> at all. Uh, but yes, I, I like to do just one minute of breathing before the episode starts here. So if you're able to, if you're open to it, please just sit tall. 
and take a pause from whatever you're doing and find your breath, inhaling through your nose. Big, long, deep breath, holding it, pausing it, and exhaling out through your nose. Continuing that rhythm, inhaling through your nose, long, deep breath. Exhaling through the nose. Continue that rhythm, getting lost in your breath. Staying with the rhythm, inhaling through your nose. Long, deep breath, pause and top at the top and hold and exhale. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, this episode is brought to you by breath. <laughs> it's the coolest. Uh, and I am going to be doing a, uh, a podcast here soon um, talking about uh, James... Um, oh crap, I forget his name. James Nestor's book on breath, and it's all about uh, nostril breathing and how nostril breathing evolves us and how mouth breathing devolves us, <laughs> which seems pretty intuitive uh, for most, but it's something that super, super important. Okay, I'll leave you with that. I love you all very, very much. Thank you so much for um, taking in these words and taking in um, my beautiful friend Eric. And uh, thank you, Harry Krishna, for allowing these things to happen. And I uh, super appreciate you all. Love you much. Bye-bye. All right, all right, all right. This is Odin with Odin Loves You. And tonight I have with me my very special guest, my good friend Eric here. Eric? Hello. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So I met Eric uh, recently at a, a farming uh, opportunity. I was doing volunteering at a local farm here on um, Big Island. And uh, me and Eric talked about a lot of things that day we met. Uh, <laughs> and one of yeah. the things that, <laughs> that really piqued uh, our mutual interest is the our passion for food and our passion for local food and you know discovering local food systems and you know trying to find organic ways of ethically you know creating food sources and um mm -hmm. yeah i really want to get into like what's been your path to like on uh, this journey to be such a um, a conscious consumer of, of food yeah so uh to give you guys a little bit of background um I've been working in and around organic agriculture and food production for almost 10 years now, if not over, because I did dishwashing and serving in, when I was in high school. So I've worked in and out of pretty much every aspect of the food industry. Um, so I've really gotten to see how we get our food. Sure, sure, sure. And that's really what has was always the ultimate motivation behind really understanding like where my food comes from 
and because you know because you know the reality because I, <laughs> I i've seen it on right. the ground floor right and it's really literally it's 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 gross right it's, it's i've seen pallets fall over um so yeah i i worked in produce shipping mm-hmm. when after i graduated college mm-hmm. and i was a logistics manager in south philadelphia and i saw hundreds of thousands of dollars of inventory getting going in and out of our warehouse on a daily basis and it's just like you know one truck of tomato one truck is 50 pallets of tomatoes and you know there's 75 boxes on each pallet so insane and it's just massive amounts of volume all looking exactly the same oh my gosh excuse me all looking exactly the same mm-hmm uh, simultaneously, I was a young man just graduating college, uh, trying to find my way and just really didn't really mesh into this job that I had. It was just like too like bottom line driven. Nobody right. really cared about anybody. And I ended up moving here to the Big Island of Hawaii in 2011 Beautiful. to uh, learn how to farm, totally. basically. Uh, a big thing for me at that point in time was was like I knew how to like operate a car and like open up a refrigerator but like I didn't really know like where any of my anything came from at that point or how to produce it right so that was my goal and that was the beginning of my path um on on just finding where my food comes from and I think that's a big thing that we're not aware of you know in general as a modern modern society is like where everything comes from you know there's how many trillions of people <laughs> on yeah. this earth and like very few know have an intimate relationship with like how these things happen so um before i go into bashing it i will say that the modern food system is quite a marvel the sure. fact that we can whether gmo aside and all of that whether we the fact that we can feed this amount of people just in our country alone and then export right. and move these products all over it's it's pretty phenomenal. Is it efficient? Is it is it best for the soil practices in our environment? No, not at all. Right. Not at all. Um, I was telling you earlier, like I worked for another produce shipping company down in Florida, mm-hmm. and the example I gave you was was like we would buy produce from farms in North Carolina, receive them in Florida, right. mm-hmm. ship them back up to customers in. Virginia, North Carolina, and then other people could make money off. It was of like it three weeks there. before somebody gets an orange. Yeah, yeah. and then and then the, yeah. and then the supermarket gets it, and it's got to get the other product out first before it can put that new product on. Right. So it's sitting in the walk-in for a couple of days, you know, uh, and you got to think of something like lettuce mm-hmm. or uh, cabbage or not like think of something besides a root vegetable you right. when you harvest it that's when all the nutrition is right there sure. right it's not when you're when it's, it's sitting dying, right it's literally dead yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like um so i yeah i really took a really deep journey into like uh foraging for my own food wow. and, and learning farming and just going on different farms and absorbing different people's ways of doing things sure. and it's just talking story and reading and all different kinds of stuff and um just living in the jungle sure. and real life experience just man. real life and going from and traveling to and living outside and, and living in community sure. and, and gardening and all that kind of stuff sure um Shit, man. and it's it's been a long it's been a really long journey mm-hmm. um to find my food 
sure. And uh, one of the main reasons why I live here on the Big Island is is to eat. Sure. Uh, there's avocados that fall from the sky. I have, I have a surplus of avocados. I have like too many yeah. avocados. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so insane. It's incredible yeah. uh, the amount of food that I can I have access to just in my neighborhood alone. Totally. I was telling you earlier that like I walk out my door, I have my garden when I walk out, and then there's avocado trees dropping, and then I go to my neighbor's house, and there's jackfruits, and... Yeah, there's like, how many, how many organic farms are there on your road? It's like, yeah, like a, a, I mean, organic farm village over there, yeah. Yeah, so, um, that, that's a really, that's a really big thing, is, is mm-hmm. was just for me, like, knowing where my food comes from, and at this point, with everything going on in the world, sure. that's the only thing that I, at this point, know what is real. Sure. Because I don't know what's real anymore. The only thing that I know what's real is jackfruits and avocados. It's tangible, for sure. It's, it's yeah. like I saw it, it came off the tree, uh, and I can eat uh-huh. it. I don't. I know where it came from. Where did that seed come from, though, bro? You don't. You know? <laughs> well, it depends. Depends. If it's yeah. at my friend's property, he planted it. Yeah, but, 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 but who planted it for yep. him? You know, like. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've really made it a life's priority and I also have a, I have a seven year old little girl Mm -hmm. and that's also been a really, uh, driving factor behind a lot of decisions that I've made that, um, some people in my family don't necessarily agree with. Uh, Mm -hmm. but for me, it's been in order to provide her with a better life, with better food. No, uh, man, and and real food. It's the long game, man. Like, I mean, some people see things on the five or 10 year span, like, I try to see things on like a infinite span, and like yeah, and then try try to imagine myself as reincarnating in like the same family line, and having to like deal with the issues that are like that, that, that have manifested that you know when, boy, when I've away. Boy, you know, I like, know about that. Believe me. And if we all if we all kind of like agree to live in that same mentality rather than like believing that there's some kind of ethereal heaven <laughs> that, right? that we go up and just like chill real hard in. You know, and like if we've done like if we figured out how to hack some kind of insane formula that like is not clear or apparent. Oh, that's like a (laughs) well, so like you know that brings that brings I think into a really good point of the spirituality of of our food, right? And the knowing the sourcing of like of the higher vibrational energy of our food. Right. For me, that's that's the main reason why I source the food that I do, which is as local and to the earth as possible. And to be clear, right now, I'm, I'm the only thing I'm really getting from the store is like a splurge of like a sandwich. Sure. Some and hummus, some hummus here. And there. Yeah. Hummus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like oh, I'm dude. really not like pasta. Sure. You sure, know. Sure. Like I'm really I'm everything else. I'm just it's coming. It's just coming to right. me. Um, and it will too, man. Like, and I, I came here and from being in the, the big you know, metropolis of Denver, and mm-hmm. I volunteered in this tiny little coffee farm, and they lived so simply. It was like the 75 year old couple mm-hmm. that just like had been living there for years, you know, and like they had this like simple, simple formula just dialed in, and I just like fell into the same formula they were doing, mm-hmm. and it really allowed me to like come here and like immediately just like live as simply as possible and you know, i think that big island has like a way of just like doing that to you you know yeah it slows it definitely slows you down here yeah. for sure um and then there's like you know like we've been saying there's there's food everywhere you just gotta know you just gotta know what you're looking it's for such abundance. Too. it's insane um so so yeah i mean that's that's the big that's the big reason um and um i'm at a point now in my life where i i have that 
and mm-hmm. I'm actually, if I can, start uh, shamelessly plug my my business. No, uh, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm 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 in uh, I'm on a journey into a beautiful new entrepreneur uh, endeavor where I'm starting a food truck that is all 100% locally sourced uh, ingredients um, that are going into the food truck, and. Um, Eventually, we're going to be having value-added products in the stores with the same quality standards as that. Sure. And it's going to be basically a one-stop jungle shop. Um, we're going to bring the jungle to the people, basically. <laughs> is Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, what it comes out of is is that like I, I feel like when I go into town and places that like I can't really get the caliber of food that I really want totally so i want to be able to offer that to the people um once you know it exists you can't avoid it not existing (laughs) you know like yeah it's like once you you just can't go back to like like one thing like that for me is like mangoes like i i like i won't even eat mangoes here in puna because they're too stringy and i'm just like (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, yeah. You're a mango purist, bro. Yeah, oh, whoa. Well, so I, I lived in a mango orchard. Oh, yeah. That'll ruin you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I lived like in... It's like how the cheese is made. My, daughter, my daughter's second trimester of birth was in a mango orchard in Kapa'au. And wow. We were just like, during summer, when we were You're just... You're just smashing a mango Draining mangoes down. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, um... So, yeah. And then I want to... Basically, the whole idea of the business is, is, is that... Uh, my my idea is is that if we have a if if corporations are people mm-hmm. then in order to have any sort of say in this country you need to have you need to be incorporated mm-hmm. okay fine sure so if the policies that I want to see are not being implemented based upon the industry standard of what is happening right then I need to change the industry standard totally. And I need to change the game. Create a, create a formula, man. Create and a formula, create a formula that follow. works. Yeah, yeah. And, and basically, to me, what that formula is, is what you do is, is you have small incubator farms mm-hmm. that produce the same or relatively the same product that are local to that area within season. And you have an, and you have an umbrella name underneath it. Right. And then you can put them in stores all right. around the country. Right. Use an algorithm. <laughs> an yeah. algorithm that goes somewhere in there. So my yeah. ultimate goal is, is to basically be like a pretty well-known company that basically breaks down the supply chain by three months. Explain explain that because right now the supply chain is what? Okay, so I work for this woman who's a food scientist for Post Cereal, Mm -hmm. and I've been able to get a lot of insider information and a lot of the stuff that I have researched over the past 10 years and experienced and just come to for the reasons why I do every, everything that I do. Mm-hmm. She basically confirmed and sure. was like, yep, well, we you got felt, it, right? She's like, yeah, you're what? right. She's like, yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. So one of the main things that I gotten from her is, is that one factory, one post factory a day puts out 1 million pounds of cereal and 40% of that cereal is sugar. <laughs> they have four factories. Just cranking fucking sugar crankers. Cranking, cranking, cranking. Hey, sugar. (laughs) Cancer. Uh, Diabetes. Yeah. Heart disease. Hypertension. Sure. Everything. All subsidized by the United States. All subsidized by the United States government. Yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, yeah. So, all right, fine. 
that's the reality. Like right. that's what we're that's literally what we're up against. Totally. We're up against a, a, thou- machine, a million yeah. pounds of cereal and and produce going from Florida to North Carolina to Florida to North Carolina. Nothing, that's the no, no, nothing done with any kind of logic or any kind of concern but it's, with it's, what, it's what, what the needs are. For, I know, it's, it's, money. All, it's all money. It's, it's I'm saying, all you know, money makes. Yeah, it's all capitalism. It's all capitalism. Yeah. So basically what I what we got from her, what I got from her was was that what my affirmation of is is that the military industrial complex post specifically post World War II significant amounts of, of petroleum byproducts that were needed to be that we needed to be put into different areas. Mm-hmm. And one of those things was agriculture. Sure. So you had all these things, great, we can make all these amazing fertilizers and pesticides right. and farming. A whole, a whole new industry. Farming's easy. And and yeah. at that point in time you're you're giving this technology to those farmers and they're like Oh my god, I don't have to work as fucking hard. Right. Awesome, mm-hmm. great. Chill city now, cool. Chill, it's a yeah, lot yeah. easier now. There's, there's, so, there's no side effects at all. You, <laughs> are, and, are you guys totally and, sure? <laughs> and they're not understanding like what yeah. they're what they're selling away. No, for sure. Because right? I mean, it's, it's just the real well, time. Well, they're believing happening. the government also, and they're believing well, yeah. Like, yeah, like the, the the powers that be <laughs> to give them the information to be correct information. So, mm. um, in that aspect, you have you know all of these industrial agricultural companies that are just taking over right and making it so they're just totally changing the whole dynamic of farming in the country right and then into the 1971 farm bill mm-hmm. the 1971 farm bill was a subsidized program for farmers in the midwest to grow things like corn and soy mm-hmm. that was subsidized by the united states government Basically, what it, well, the idea was, it was like like a lot of our economic policies, which is supply side economics, which mm-hmm. is which is producing a product without having any sort of demand. So you just create the demand. That's <laughs> literally what trickle down supply oh side economics God, is. Oh my God, that sounds so evil. <laughs> I mean, know, like, but this is the system that we're living in, and this is right. the system that some people glorify as this beautiful, amazing right. system. It's impressive right? that it still exists for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. So you have all this corn. I mean, you have si- hundreds of th- like silos. silos and silos of corn in the yeah. Midwest, right? What do you do with it? You got to, you got to corn syrup, corn syrup, corn, syrup, corn, corn and everything, corn, 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 corn feed, feed the animals yeah, with yeah, yeah. it. Put, put a little bit of corn and everything, you know. So, so you have this, you have this product that causes cancer, right? That's eliminating the soils, right? or degrading the soils, mm-hmm. allowing all these herbicides to be sprayed upon our, like, once amazing grasslands. I mean, like, our, the whole entire mainland used to be this fertile crescent. <laughs> as fertile as Hawaii, I, I just, it just blew my mind. <laughs> like, the entire mainland was, like, as dope as Hawaii until everyone ruined it. And then, like, now we're on the verge of just <laughs> ruining everything. And it will be green again. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm I, hopeful for technology. I, I think we're gonna figure out some some technology that's gonna well, allow us to put in. I mean, it's in. the thing about it is, is like the technology to me is a lot more simpler than anything that's are that's like like made from like a screen or metal or something. Well, I was like just that. thinking like the other day about like how amazing it would be if we had like an unlimited battery. You know, like how how an unlimited well, ba- how I mean, how an unlimited Tesla, battery. Yeah. Well, like how a, a battery with unlimited power would just change. They, they'd like 
there'd be no more lack of resources. Everything comes down to energy. So you have to have unlimited energy. I agree. And like everything else just like clears itself out, you know? Um, Nikola Tesla wanted to have to have free energy in the late in the turn of the century. That would change everything. Yeah, well, they, but that's the thing. They don't want us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they <laughs> no, won't let us That'd be too cool. We wouldn't have to keep, we wouldn't have to be fighting I, each other. I don't other. understand, like, who doesn't want to live in a utopia? What kind of fucking sick fuck, <laughs> you know, does not want to live in a complete utopia, I man? mean, because people are hurting inside. Yeah, pain, yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's like, I mean, to, to, to segue into other things, sure, sure, sure. like that's a big reason why our whole food system is the way it is. And right. like, so I'm not a vegan, right? Sure. I have a very interesting relationship with veganism, but sure, sure. I am 100% against the, what we have done to the, with and to the cow. Right. It's absolutely horrid. I can't. I, 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 don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, it's terrible. It's, I mean, yeah. the one thing that I yeah. will say is is that if you ever drive around the country, everyone says, oh, it looks like this. Or if you drive through Waimea, it's like, oh, this reminds me of home. Right. And you know why that is? Because it used to be all forest. Sure. And they cut it all down for cows. Everyone right now was living in a forest, like at some point. <laughs> you know? Like, yes. There's Literally. probably like lions there at some point, you know. In certain yeah. parts of the mainland, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, so, it's totally insane, yeah. So, I, I, you know, we're we're like degrading and destroying this beautiful earth around us, right? Because we're all so hurt inside. Right. And like the ability to like be able to like drink milk without even understanding what that no, actually is. really what is, this is. and like again this is another experience this isn't just me being like some crazy sound off whatever no, sure, sure. i've lived above a dairy in okala and on the hamakua coast it was the largest it was the largest production dairy on the big island and it got shut down because of bad practices because all the runoff was going into the gulch and into the ocean. And I would drive past this farm every day and I would see the GMO fields and the disgusting There's sick no cows. Going on, and I would feel the cows like going into these like long like runways and then getting fed. And like cows are really conscious animals. I don't sure, know if sure, you've sure. ever experienced a cow, but they're like mm-hmm. I've almost gotten killed by a cow before. And sure. I, they're, like, it's... They're like elephants, dude. Like, fucking, yeah. They're social, they're, they're chill, they're, you know, they're, they're fucking, like, people have pet cows, you know, like... Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I... I, I the I, whole I, industry is, is commoditization of life. Right. And when you commoditize life, whatever level that is, whether that is all the way down to a little bit of sprout that you have a bag... Or all the way into a human. Sure. It's still the commoditization of life. It's, it's like that there's abundance around all of us, and it should be shared. Sure. So they're trying to take that away, and they're trying to. And when I say they, at this mm-hmm. point, it's directly the multinational agricultural companies. Sure. Are trying to take that away, and they're trying to control all of the seed, and it's in, and it's and it's designed so, so within evil. the United <laughs> States government. In order to do so, because uh, of revolving door policies of you have executives that work in, po- in in politics and back and back again. Dude, it's so I I don't yeah I mean I mean people are in a lot of pain. <laughs> people are in a lot of pain. It's like the, and it's, <laughs> it's that's the whole moral of this entire story. God damn. Yeah, and and we're taking it out on this. I mean, we're literally taking it out on our mom. 
Exactly. Oh yeah, but kick, kick her in the, in the shin over and over and over again until she just fucking crumbles. She's yeah. yeah, but see that's the thing. Like, you know, we humans are so egotistical to think that we can destroy this planet, sure. and it's like no. We're fucking it up for sure. I mean, like, destroying it was one thing. <laughs> well, the sure thing about it is, is making make it know we were here. You know? Well, no, the thing about it is, is like we're just like a scab on her existence. Right. And not only is that, but like we might destroy it or it might be shifting mm, whatever you want to say sure. in, into a way that is where we're not going to be able to live in it we're not going to destroy it well, it's, it's still going to live it's just beyond us it's like, it's like mad max dude like we're fighting over fuel fighting over resources you know it's like it's still but there's but yeah. it's not i i i, I to <laughs> me i don't it's not going to be that way i hope not yeah, it yeah, will, yeah, we like, will be in the abundance. I know it. Well, I've and, seen and it. In Hawaii, we have a, a higher chance. For See, sure. it, we do, but like I believe that, like, so my whole going back to my business thing, my whole thing right. with my business thing is, is that, all right, so what do I, what are we complaining about, right? Sure. We're complaining about the capitalistic system and right. supply side economics mm -hmm. and the farm bill right. and subsidized poison. Okay, right. cool. Sure. I don't like those things, mm -hmm. and we already established that. I need to get. I need to be a corporation because I need to be considered a person in right. my own country. Value, All right, yeah. fine. Sure. So I'm going to be providing a fresh product, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be also doing it where in my business, love is an intrinsic building block of what we do it's and compassion. Yeah. And it's in everything, and mm -hmm. it's literally with every sort of dealing that we do. And my thing is, is that whenever I walk away from a deal with somebody, I always make sure that they feel good. There's no need to step on anybody. Sure. There's no need to get. There's no need to get ahead of anybody. We all are in this together. Totally. And that's. We are, we are all one, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the new. To me, that's what the social entrepreneurship really means. Right. Is is to be able to cohesively work together with like-minded individuals in order to form a common goal. Totally. That is bettering the community around you. It's, it's, I mean, the, the whole challenging thing is, you know, getting everyone organized to like, be empowered enough to be sharing their their craft and their skills. Everyone has like something that they they can share with others, and then being able to give them opportunity to um, have a a system that accepts that, you know, well, could be huge. It's really hard to like in in this day and age. It's really hard to do that with they make modern, it really hard yeah they may, i mean i it, it could be easy but like I, it's, it's made to be hard yeah. i have my budget my daily budget is pretty low i feel like for the, like the median as far as like how much people spend like as opposed to like if we would live in like somewhere like san francisco or something like totally, that it's for sure. significant amounts of more money to live right sure sure and you know i i do that specifically so I can um, live in a less impact and like close. I mean, I, I consider it personally like closer to God, it put closer yeah. to closer to the source. Like putting less barriers between of you course. and the source, right? Yeah. So, um, sorry, excuse me, I lost my train of thought. Excuse me. Um, You're saying that how you live very minimally. Yeah. Um, I I really I really have always like I really like I've always liked doing that and chose doing that and that's been something that's like been the building block and like in that with with my business is is that like I've been taking what I have around me mm -hmm. and like all right so like I kind of like 
piece every key together and like all these like secondhand items that I got for like a lot cheaper. Like an example is like past couple days I've been scrubbing a flat top from IHOP, <laughs> which is like caked yeah. on with Syrup. grease <laughs> and shortening, yeah. and I'm like yeah, taking yeah. a like a putty knife to the edge of this thing to get like I mean, that's, goop a, that's a great soul and like, you know, I, I believe like everything has this like this house we're talking about before that we're in it has like a really distinct soul to it mm-hmm. you know and like material things can have soul and what you're adding is like all that soul to your to, to your your food you know exactly and, and that's know. and that's that's the big part of it so like all right so it was like that was 550 bucks for a five four four foot long flat top oh. and uh, industrial deep fryer but oh, I had to clean. But I had to clean oh, wow. it. But I have to clean sure. it. Yeah. But I have to clean it. Yeah. But but I but shoots. I got it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I mean, you're gonna have to learn how to clean it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like, and that's the and that's when the spirituality thing comes in, which is like this whole new thing with this business. Right. Where it's like, all right, well, I'm working with spirit. Right. And there was a conversation with spirit at one point with this business where I was like. Hey, you know, you, I got the truck, I got this, I well, got how, that. How, how did that conversation, like, what does that, that look like when you said you had a conversation with spirit? I was driving in my car and I was just talking to the universe. Yeah, just tuned in, huh? Yeah. I've been pretty tuned in with spirit for, a, like, a good, like, almost a year now. I can get there in, like, a really deep meditation, you know? Like, then I'm like, it's, it happens sometimes, but it's, it's not, it's, it's not like driving down, down the road. It's just a lot of... Like, um, well, some, sometimes like, it's one-sided. Like, yeah. so this was a little one-sided. Right, right. But like, so I'm driving down the road, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, I'm like, all right, spirit, like, sure, I sure. got everything else, I got it, like, I need capital. Sure. I was like, I need capital. I, I was like, I, I, I can't. This, yeah. I was like, I, I, you give me everything else. I've, <laughs> and um, literally a week later, a friend of mine texted me that I had a seat at the table in Mendocino. Sure. And I sat and trim, trimmed weed and trimmed over 100 pounds of weed for over the next three months. Sure, sure. And came back with a nest egg to kickstart the business. Dude, like we're talking about how, how tedious trimming is the oh other day. God. Like, I can't imagine doing that for several months. Dude, oh, it man. was it was like 14 hour days. <laughs> it was like it was like a living montage. It was like literally a living montage. Every like, day you just like you just like dude, and I was eating away. significant amount of mushrooms during it too. <laughs> I was like eating like I was like small dosing, micro dosing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, small yeah, dosing, yeah. micro dosing. Yeah. Well, it helped. You get tuned in, man. I, I, but it was like I was so high that I wasn't high. It was like I was just working. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, like flowing, dude. Yeah, that was. And then I came home and I and I started. So basically, so that was it. I was like, hey, I need this. Right. And like. Two weeks later, yeah, yeah. I got a text message. I'm open to doing this. Like, how do I, like, let's, let's make this happen. No, it okay. was more of an angry, like, oh, okay. it was more of a, like, come on. <laughs> what are we doing like, What are we doing? <laughs> like, I always ask nicely. But I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I mean, what are we doing here? Are we, we figuring this out or like, no, Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been a really interesting journey with this whole thing. It's so trusting. Dude. Yeah. And I, I mean, part of me feels like Noah and this thing's like an ark. Sure. Like oh, I'm man. just like being told to do this. So totally. it's just everything, everything was so flowy. I mean, literally the truck itself, I was, I drove past it at one point and I ended up working for the person and becoming friends with the person that owns it. 
totally. through another friend that I kept in touch with that I met on the same farm that my daughter's mother and I met on. And it's just like, how does that even happen? It's just how do you, how can you get out of your own way? Always always sidestepping yourself. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's been this whole journey with this whole thing totally. is, is like, is like, well, I'm going to like, I'm going to be able to make a living. I'm going to be able to do what I want to do. And I'm going to be love. able to also branch out too. And I'm going to be able to share what I love. And create a valuable resource also. That's the reason right now it, it doesn't exist because it hasn't existed. But if it existed, people would be upset if you took it away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I mean, to clarify when we say it doesn't exist, um, like when you go anywhere out here on, on the big island to eat, right. there's a lot of places that will tout like local ingredients and fresh and blah, 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 blah. But there's nobody that's really doing 100 percent top down and not only that but there's nowhere that you can like go get like breadfruit or like taro Mm -hmm. or makes no sense at all like you know cassava or fried or like fried bananas or like sweet potato fries like like nobody's doing that or in like profiling that and highlighting that it seems ludicrous and that's and that's what i was saying earlier of like wow like there was a long time for this whole entire structure of like how is there nobody doing this? Sure. How is there nobody doing this? And I think that, you know, in the, in the future that people are going to have to start figuring out more local solutions to dis- disrupt this supply chain because like mm-hmm. having this like six month, you know, like endless supply chain that goes from, we just got to figure out eat what's local and like, you know, and not eat things that are shipped in from Brazil. You know, there's just no need. Well, I mean, you go into the grocery store here in Hawaii and you can buy avocados from Mexico and bananas from <laughs> and from bananas yeah, from Yeah, make, make, make that illegal or something, you know, or, or tax the and, fuck out of it. And then you know? not only, okay, so then not only that, so like, all right, so you go to Waimea, right? Uh-huh. And you go to Foodland. Right. And in Foodland, you'll walk in and there'll be avocados from Mexico. There'll be produce on the backside from Oahu. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. And there you have local stuff yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Okay, so you drive down the road to Lalamilo Farm Lots, which uh-huh. is one of the most, um, uh, used to be, now it's all dry and dusty, but it used to be one of the most uh, um, fertile places in the whole entire Big Island. And it's like responsible to. for significant amounts of food output. That's the size of stuff? Uh, drought and just soil oh, okay. mismanagement. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's still there. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. But, it, uh, you know, a lot of that food goes to Oahu. So you have one farm that's a cabbage farm and they can't keep up with one hotel's order on Oahu. What? <laughs> but meanwhile, there's food from Oahu coming to the big island. Uh, we, we have to make it like an ethical agreement among humans that we just don't eat things when a, a, a certain vicinity Whoa. away and then we can't live in those areas. Then we just got to figure out how to move to different areas. Well, <laughs> I, I, and that's, and that's one of the things that I kind of talked about with the food scientists was, right. was like, basically a lot of our conversations about food were like, so how did we get here? Right. How did this happen? Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, how do we move away from it? But right. like, really, let's figure out how we got here. And that's again. So how do we get here, and how do we get away from it then? What's, so what's to... so we got here, like we were saying about the military-industrial complex, yeah. capitalism, 
and just like yeah. that short-sightedness of but hey we need and yeah. the fact that we need to feed all these people that are working all the time right sure, sure, sure. And, and and just moving all not everyone can garden i get it like yeah. i'm not everyone can go harvest food all the time sure, and that's sure. why i'm doing this sure, so sure. other people have access yeah. right not everyone wants to be wants to do that also i mean that's not no. that, yeah, yeah exactly totally fair just like i don't want to do other things myself totally so that's a big part of it like how that's so this is where we're at literally right now it's as bad as you really think it is right and they make garden sexy again yeah <laughs> so like you should do a calendar man like you do you Dude, shirt I've, off we've man. seen like, it i mean yeah i mean it's, you it's find sexy, the right you find again. the right lady and the garden is sexy believe me. <laughs> um so and then so where you're going is is, is just localizing your food systems completely Right. Mm -hmm. And the visions that I see are like you have skyscrapers in cities that are fully sustainable, water catching, energy producing beacons of food where right. every floor has a different farm category yeah, of whatever. something. Yeah. And in that case, then you Mushrooms. like, so then you lower <laughs> the supply chain right. and then you can actually have things like milk and meat on a lower scale that aren't disgusting and moving all over the place. And then on top of that, you have that building right there and that's jobs, Right. that's a kitchen, that's businesses, that's community Well, how do, how, how do you feel about, this is the wacky thing that's happening, is like bioengineered food. You know, like, what, what's your? I think it's on that? unnecessary. Yeah. I think. I, well, I think, think if we get bioengineered meat, though, that we can like not have, have to farm anymore. Like, like cows can just like cruise around in like the fields and like yeah, and, but and, like, like forests can regrow and like we can like do we do we need nature. to eat meat as much as we're already doing? No, we it? we don't, but we can we can replace meat with like bioengineered meat. Yeah. So we don't have to until we get people. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna eat it. Yeah. I'm gonna try it. I mean, other people. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop other people. Yeah. But I just like, I, I, I mean, I see plant-based as the future evolution of humankind. Sure. And I see jackfruit and breadfruit being a very big bridge. Like I personally think jackfruit is the bridge to human consciousness. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, dude. It's. It's probably one of the most powerful. You start doing, you know, jackfruit ceremonies. So, well, ooh, that's not a bad idea. Actually. Yeah, right. Well, I, I mean, bro, I've I've sat around jackfruits with brothers and sisters and just afterwards have just been like totally totally blissed out, blissed out, and like not just me, just all just like looking at all of us and just yeah, being yeah. like. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a real thing. It's it's, the, the, the cows the same way, dude. Yeah. Like, I make the cow ceremonies, man, and it's like if you everyone just tunes into that vibration and opens their heart, man, it's a it's a really powerful experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So, that, so how, how we how we solve how we how we wrap this up and solve everything and how we how we localizing your food systems and mulching yeah. and, and providing your own food and eating locally eating locally and yeah. also like all right so another thing that we never haven't really touched on right sure is uh landscaping the modern day landscaping in everyday um suburbia of the united states sure, right sure. so you're paying you're having people that are paying for your yard to be cut you're paying for food or for plants that don't produce any food and you're right. paying for water that's not producing any food right so it seems okay. excessive <laughs> yeah. okay all right so yeah. so you don't have to go full on 
but like let's culturally introduce food crops whatever's local yeah into yeah, yeah. the into those beds you're sure, sure, like sure. you're paying money for this right yeah, and, and there's, there's got to be a system for people to be as like hands-off as they possibly can where they have a watering have a, have a, well have i mean you've been the wades like you've been you work yeah, yeah. down at wades yeah, and you've yeah, seen my farm. garden and, yeah, yeah. and all that i yeah, mean yeah. that's that's basically the principles that you know that we instill instill in permaculture are are, are that is you plant it once and it's done and it's that's, just that's, that's, that's the, like the, the resource that we really all need is to be able to like know how to farm you know i, I have no idea what i'm doing I'm, I'm volunteering on this farm mm-hmm. but to learn you know and i really appreciate the opportunity to do that and to do it in a really natural way and um i appreciate you man and i think yeah. this, this conversation i think we have uh many more to do in the future so we'll, we'll call it here yeah and, um, thank you yeah, yeah localizing it's, it's, it's our food systems is definitely the the biggest thing I think. Localize, localize food systems. Eat locally. Uh, eat consciously. Think about <laughs> where that banana, that Brazilian nut came from <laughs> that you're putting in your mouth. And yeah. What were the resources and where, where what is the the meaning to life? <laughs> well, thank you uh, for having me, brother. Yeah, thank you so much, it. sir. I, I super appreciate you, Harry Krishna. Harry mm. Krishna, thank you so much. Mahalo, Nui Loa. Bye. Love you.